<laughs> In a world where the Daily Universe had no official gaming and esports podcast, five mad lads set out and changed everything. Not actually everything, but we already went through that in the first episode, so I'm not going to go back over it here. We created a podcast. We told jokes. We shared stories. We gave gaming and esports news. We live-streamed the Game Awards 2022. And now we are here for the season finale of season one. Welcome to Knights of the Deep Pad. What's up? Magic yeah, I, I swear, we should, we should just take my voice. You know how we had the live stream, and we had like you know whenever someone would like give bits or something or subscribe, uh, do yeah. they just have me saying huzzah. Huzzah! I like that. Should we, do, should we do that for season two? I Yes, because we plan on doing live streams every day from now on. Oh dear! Gaming live streams every single day. Subathon. We're not in the subathon life. I'm sorry. We're not doing that. But yeah, this is the last episode of Fall Semester wow. 2022. Wow. Yeah, wow. wow. And wow. we have a great show lineup for you guys today. We are doing our year in review for gaming and all gaming-related stuff. So good things. And, of course, we've got some new stuff coming up soon. Is there anything else anyone would like to include in our opening remarks before we did We didn't get, get to knighting ourselves. I blame you, Kyle. You, you should have spoken to the queen before she passed. <sighs> but now you have to go to the king. And he's busy. And he, you know, he's just not the He's type. busy with his fountain pens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Angrily. Angrily. Should we, should, out of the way. Maybe, maybe we should uh, do a little video to open season two that's just us knighting each other. <laughs> with and same dude comes in and is like, uh... How? You don't like, have a license. You, you have a license? Yeah, some guy comes in like, Oh, you got a noise. Oh, you got a noise for that. <laughs> we just, I mean, we just we're, take we're off We're knighting each other with a butter knife. <laughs> it's like, You've got your butter knife. Because license. Oh, you boy got a license to use you know, that butter knife. You know, I actually might have a way to get us our hands on a, a giant butter knife, like sword sized. Don't ask oh, how no. I, I know someone for that, but I do. Okay. <laughs> Kyle knows Kyle knows people. I have a guy. I have a guy. I know a guy. Giant butter knives. <laughs> oh man. Anyways. Yeah. Um I don't know. Anyone else got something to share? Or are we we just gonna dive right in? Um I have control of the computer today, so there's yes. nothing <laughs> to control though. So uh, I'm gonna pull up terrible images every oh, once no. in a while. I think interesting <laughs> was uh how exactly mm. Your sound waves mirrored from the test run you just did to the run you just did now. Like on the audio track up there, it was exactly the same. All right. Well, well I practiced. You just matched you know. it perfectly. All right, Kyle, well, which, which topic do we want to start with since you're in charge today? All right. Well, let's take a look at all of this. Um, I say we start with Court because he's got the computer. I, yeah, I do. It sounds very arbitrary, but let's do it. <laughs> All right, Court, what do you have to share? What do you have to bring to the table today? Just tell us about this. What did you bring for show and tell? Just kidding, not this. Okay, um, so <laughs> Carl, this is the fifth time you've brought <laughs> Among Us in us. class. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so my bit of gaming news today is actually twofold, split in two. Um, the first little tidbit is that I thought was interesting is Elon Musk uh, just and- today... Why are you laughing at Elon Musk? Elon Musk has announced that newer models of Tesla, like all the models that came out in 2022, will be compatible with Steam. So you can basically, any game that a Steam Deck could run that's like approved for use on the Steam Deck is now approved for use on 2022 and yeah like those tablets and those they've got like 16 gigs around oh yeah yeah yeah. what kind of car needs 16 gigs around (laughs) it's interesting because originally like way back forever ago 
Elon was like, hey, if he any was of reaching you guys, out to developers. Yeah. And he was like, if you, any of you guys want to port directly to the Tesla, like <laughs> I'm do just that. waiting for him to like pay someone to make a Tesla exclusive video game. Oh, he has already. <laughs> oh, oh, really? No. Yeah. What? Uh, no. So, okay. So no. when, when all these video game things started, he went, he approached Nintendo and said, hey, I want a tesla version of mario kart oh, i think oh, i remember no. hearing about in, that. Yeah. In, in my tesla so that like when i'm driving like they can like put the like put the car so it stands still but then they can play mario kart with the, the wheel, of the wheel. Tesla. oh my gosh and nice. Nintendo was like also use the, the gas pedal. yeah no oh, like the yeah. gas pedal on everything it would take so. full control and nintendo was like no and <laughs> so nintendo immediately <laughs> shut him down and we're like we are not going to give you the rights to mario <clears throat> Uh, to do a Mario Kart game, and he's yeah. like, "Heck, you guys! I'm gonna make my own Tesla Mario Kart." Oh my god! And he did. And What's it awful. called? Like Tesla Kart or something? Uh, like yeah, that? I don't even know. But it's like it's it's like super generic. At least tell me not... the car is like stuck in place while the game is running. Yes. Right? Oh yeah, well, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, That's good. the thing with all of all of the Steam games, and I think with any games on there, mm-hmm. they had a feature. I don't remember if it was early this year or last year, where it was like it. They could run while the car was running, <laughs> yeah. and they got oh, in trouble for that for I obvious bet. reasons. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> so they made it so only when it's in park. So I guess if you're like waiting at the airport for somebody, I just bust. Yeah. I think they said that the PlayStation Five controller is the best controller to use on it, hmm. but that it it works with any Bluetooth controller, any Bluetooth control, and mouse and keyboard, and mouse. I don't know what you're. You have to bring a portable <laughs> desk, you know, right. one of those no, desks. I can't afford a gaming PC, but I can afford Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> well, it's interesting because, like, yeah, like he. So he reached out originally. He reached out to developers and he was like, "Hey, if you want to make a Tesla port for your <clears> games," and like a couple people, like Cuphead, did. Eventually, Cuphead, really? Witcher Three, uh, the, the Wild Hunt, Witcher Cyber <laughs> Cyberpunk, <laughs> Cyberpunk. Well. yeah. So CD Project Red with their newer games, oh wow, uh, put them all on Tesla. But now all games for Steam Deck can run on a Tesla. Yeah, but his his original plan, and he was like, "What we're working towards is having just full Steam compatibility with the Tesla." And I mean, all the only thing now. that they need is just the the the, the hardware for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they've got 16 it gigs of RAM is more than enough to play every Steam game. <laughs> yeah. It's just what kind of GPU you got loaded in that bad boy, <laughs> which apparently is like Ryzen's got like a really powerful chip in that thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's I mean, they've decked it out so that it can play. It's just such an Elon Musk move to load up a mm-hmm. computer, not only with like a bunch of uh, a, a car, not only with a bunch of RAM, but a graphics card. <laughs> yeah. Only Elon Musk would put that in a car. Yeah. I can't wait to put I mean, RGB on my Tesla. Right. <laughs> this bad boy can fit so many gamer peripherals. Slap roof for Tesla. <laughs> this bad boy can play so much Witcher 3, the wild. Don't worry, they'll get like the Razor crossover on the steer. It'll be like a Razor oh, cover no. for the steering wheel. That's where you'll get your RGB lighting. Oh, they'll just they'll just contract with uh, Skullcandy to do surround sound in the car. Yep, and yep. Uh, you just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> All the collaborations. Exactly. And then eventually you'll be able to play Fortnite in the Tesla, we a Tesla Fortnite Tesla crossover. Fortnite crossover. And then oh once they're you know fully self driving, you'll just play your games in the car on a road trip. That's probably exactly what he's that, trying to get into. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah. Where he's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. he's going. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool. Like I've done it. So my uncle had a uh, has a Tesla, and so you play some game, and and he's like a huge gamer, and so we. Like, oh I remember gosh. one time we were in there and like he parked outside of our house and then he just like handed me and my brother a controller. And <laughs> Mom he was like, said, it's my turn on the and Tesla. He, <laughs> and he was like, we're going to play some Cuphead. <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, next thing Cuphead I you know, is is, like, there's going to be some kind of weird bug where the controller just connects to the driving controller. <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, you're just trying to move Cuphead up to the next level and you're just like... <laughs> 
when you drive in a game, away. you drive in real life. <laughs> Shoulder on the line wasn't VR, so it was need Tesla. For speed. Tesla. Need for speed port, Tesla. Oh, <laughs> need for Tesla. Need for Tesla. Oh my gosh. Shit, man. All right. Need for a bigger battery. <laughs> oh man. Fair enough. And then the second part of it was Court Shields for Fortnite. Was going to be a Court Shields for Fortnite bit. It was. But uh you probably yeah, I I would I when I was looking at this I was like why would you limit it to Fortnite? This is a much bigger thing than well, Fortnite. Oh no, for sure, for sure. Well, don't keep me waiting. Come it was on, what so it? okay, so <laughs> Epic who okay. makes Fortnite they this, also now this is epic. Now this is epic. <laughs> Welcome to they epic games. are uh, also the creators of the Unreal Engine, which uh, you've got like Unreal Engine Five. Like every major studio is moving to Unreal Engine Five, mm-hmm. and they added a point one after it. Well, they okay. So <laughs> with the new chapter that Fortnite just released, they added full support for Unreal Engine Five Point One, which adds these things called Nanite and Lumen that add all these like Lumen. crazy knock knock. Lumen, Lumen, Nanite. Isn't that the thing that like Hero made in Big Hero Six? <laughs> <laughs> like almost ended the world. Nanobots, uh, Nanite. No, no, they were microbots. Micro. That's why they were microbots. Yeah, it would be too small to see the individual that's ones. I think true. that's funny. So a man in a kabuki mask <laughs> <laughs> with an army of microbots. <laughs> um, but anyway, so it's just like I, I won't go too in depth in it here, but. It's it's less about Fortnite and more just that with this nanite and lumen things that they have turned on, it looks even like on like on my, on a PS5 running 60 FPS, it looks gorgeous. I mean, just like top of the line, like beautiful, beautiful lighting and reflections, and just like just like the sunsets look gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like you've got that, but then all these big name games like Witcher Four and Tons of other like companies. when they go in there for the realism or for the added like graphics they go right for. yeah they're they're moving to Unreal Engine five and it's just kind of a cool like I don't know it's 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 a cool look at what the future of games will look like one step closer to what God uses to render the world <laughs> <laughs> eventually we'll upgrade Unreal to Engine, Engine six as well <laughs> yeah, uh... Unreal Engine six now I can finally see my point five KD ratio in HD. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that that that's my shilling for Fortnite. I'll keep it. I'll keep it more right. so shilling for Epic. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll, I'll keep it simple today. But but I think Unreal Engine is something that all gamers can get excited about. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Go look it up. <laughs> Nanite and Lumen. Look them up and Lumen. like how they make games look. It's incredible. Makes them look lighting. real nice. Yeah. Lumen mm-hmm. isn't that the guy from? Uh, from Harry no, Potter that's that turns into Lupin. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're just like it, L- Lumen, Lumen makes I'm, me I'm think including. like the spell for Harry Potter. Or, like, or like. But that's Alohomora. No, that's not. That's the lock one. What? No, Lumos. Lumos. Alohomora is the lock one. Yeah. That's the one that Hermione used. It's Leviosa, not Leviosa. All right. Moving on to the next one. I think I'd like to go next because this one's going to be pretty short. Take it away, Kyle. Woohoo. All right. So, you guys, this is something I never saw coming. The Wahoos are very appropriate for this because... You never saw this coming? I don't understand how you didn't see this coming. I didn't even know that... Universal Studios was a thing. My goodness, I knew that Universal Studios was a thing. (laughs) I didn't know that Nintendo was into theme parks. That's what I didn't know. They were probably paid a lot of money. Probably. So, Nintendo of America, earlier today, 
tweeted out, get ready for a new world of adventures when hashtag Super Nintendo World opens February 17th, 2023 at Universal Studios. So Universal Studios Hollywood is getting a Super Nintendo World that's all Mario-themed. It's a mario theme park, and apparently there was already one in Japan that opened in, what, 2018, I think? That surprised me. It's Japan. Yeah, it, no, in 2021. So Oh, it's recent. Yeah, just last year. I thought it was older so than So this that. is all very new. Um, so yeah, Mario theme park. It's happening. There's like a Mario Kart VR roller coaster. Yeah, Toad so, is going to be cooking some food. Yeah, yeah it actually say, looks incredible. Uh, yeah, Battle Team Bowser... On the, on the groundbreaking Mario Kart ride, play interactive games throughout the land and track your score with a power-up band. Lame. It's so not VR, like, but go-karts. No, it's not. Which um, I feel like is what they should have done. But like, it's, just, How about just a regular track and they give you these little tiny like stress ball turtle shells that you can just throw at people <laughs> while well, you're on the track? No, it would be funny because if you, it's VR because then you could have the actual items and throw it and then you just have the cars connected to the VR game and you can yeah, have them react yes. physically. Yeah, yeah like true, when you get hit like, with a shell, you your flip. car flips. <laughs> <laughs> you straight up go flying. <laughs> but you have to sign a waiver it, beforehand, you know. It is really cool to just see like all of this stuff mm-hmm. that looks very aesthetically like true to the Mario world. Well, yeah, it's Nintendo. It's just it's real. Like you could go up and touch that green pipe and like I just think it's gonna be weird with be Mario, weird. Luigi, and Peach in like costumes. And yeah. like yeah. suits, like why don't you just get somebody and make them look like Mario and Luigi? I never imagined uh, Nintendo, the company that specified how Bowser right. would hold a teacup. <laughs> I never imagined them being very keen on uh, specific details att- and attention to detail. <laughs> Fair enough. Why, this yeah. is why they don't do that. Oh, Super Mario Bros. movie is exactly why they don't do that. You're a right, Court. <laughs> I probably will never go to Nintendo World, but I mean. Yeah. Some people will. I'm, who knows? Maybe someday. Um, I don't think I can afford it right now. It's probably way expensive. But like, it, I think it's pretty cool that games are getting this treatment that was previously reserved for either original creations or movies. You know, so that's a big step forward for the gaming industry. And honestly, it's it's kind outside of outside of Japan. Yeah, outside of Japan, and it's exploring some new territory for theme parks because they're talking about gamifying things that like have been sort of touched upon gamifying. D- Where's my Halo uh, VR ride? Right. Okay, Heroes Duty. On yeah. on that note, have you guys ever played? This is completely off topic, but oh, have you guys oh, ever played? Uh, it's like it's like a it's an arcade game that you can play like at actual like arcades like Nickel City uh-huh. here in Provo. Um, I guess technically Nickel City is an Orem, but anyway, that's what's. What the is point. it? The pirate one. It's <laughs> it's it's like it's this Halo themed one. It's called like Halo. Oh, it's uh, uh, Fire, Fire Team, Team Raven. Yeah, mm-hmm, something like that. It is oh. so fun. It's oh, wait, like it's like one of those ones where you have no. It's like it's like oh, it's you go the into like the, a pod, the... yeah, and you've got like a gun, and then you're just like, anyway. It's really fun. Now put that on a roller coaster. Yeah, right. It's like it could be like the the thing that they have the Buzz Lightyear ride at Disneyland, you know, except uh, oh, Halo. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that could be fun. Uh, but I anticipate some some Disney levels, or maybe even beyond Disney levels, of theming. And effort put into like creating this very immersive experience. Good luck out doing Star Wars World Land. <laughs> if anyone can do it, it would probably be Nintendo. Let's be real. The thing is, the Star Wars Land is yeah, it's super immersive, but you will be homeless after you go there because it costs so <laughs> much money. You think Disney cares? Disney does not care. No, exactly. So what's the problem? 
So what's the problem? <laughs> the problem is, is that I don't get to go there, Disney. That's the problem. <laughs> don't talk to me like Fort I'm Disney. Fort feels left out. The other problem yeah. is that it's sequel trilogy, not original. That trilogy. is the only complaint yeah. I have about Star Wars That's Land true. is that there's no droid attack on the Wookiees. Right. What about the droid Give attack the on the Wookiees? Give the prequels some love. I want oh, some prequel yeah. love out there in Star Wars Land. It's not all about your sequels. Honestly, that Clone Wars exist. was the coolest. Clone Wars well, also Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, I would take a, an entirely Clone Wars themed Star Wars Land. I want all Land. prequels yeah. and Clone Wars. Just give me that. I, I agree. I do want that. Like, if it was yeah. all up to me, Clone Wars and prequel but i think their safest bet would be the original trilogy. original trilogy because everyone yeah. loves original yeah but trilogy, instead right? they Nobody went with the worst like possible bet yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true which it's movies true. did the absolute worst hmm let's put our money into that i guess that's actually technically well it's like them true. trying so hard to convince you to <laughs> like, love it though that's why yeah. they're doing it they're, they're trying to sell it yeah it's too late yep anyway uh, Ben, you're up next. I'm up next. Yeah, you're up next. All right. Show for so, your game. Show for my game time. So, just one th- uh, few things. First thing, uh, there has been uh, just a little bit of debate recently because in the past, I actually never got to experience this because I am new to League of Legends, like relative to most people. Mm. But uh, League of Legends used to have like seasonal maps, and one of them was a like a winter. Uh, winter season map. Winter Wonderland? Basically. Nice. And where, like, you know, the the whole ground got all frosty. There were, like, Christmas trees. Like, you know, because there's, like, pine trees dotted around the map and said they were, like, you know, dotted, had, like, Christmas ornaments and stuff. Uh-huh. And so, um, League just refuses to bring it back, right? Just does not want to have to deal with it. People are claiming stuff like spaghetti code or whatever. Because it was a fan map or something? Well, no, no, no. It was like they, this was an official riot thing. Every Christmas time they would And they have... just didn't want to bring They just went, you know what? You know that map you mm-hmm. like? Let's not. No. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, recently someone was just like, all right, fine. I'll do it myself. And they Thanos, yeah. Thanos, me, yeah. Yeah. Fine. So Thanos, 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 they actually made player. the basically it's a little more. They remade it from scratch. Basically, it's a little client side mod you can get that will let you have the Winter Wonderland map. Ooh. And it just goes to sh- people, and then people just do that to harp and like beat on Riot Games more by just saying, like, look, here's just this random kid in his basement spent probably like three hours putting this together and y'all big multi-billion dollar can't company can't even do this come on like so you know it's just like there's just been a lot of debate about this and i thought it was kind of interesting how like fans can come together and just kind of do things themselves yeah I mean, that's why the moba genre even exists mm-hmm. i mean well i mean you look at I think the king of that kind of thing is was Battlefront 2017 back in the day because like you had Battlefront 2017 where you had all these things that fans wanted and the developers were like, oh, no, we can't like because the engine sucks or like, no, 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 no. And they're like, then DICE wants us to it. do this. And then people were just like, okay, fine. Then we're going to mod everything we want into this game and they did and it's amazing. And, it's and like, now we have Bananakin Skywalker. Bananakin Skywalker. <laughs> True beauty. If you ask me. Indeed. <laughs> Another short thing. Uh, there has been rumors, and I think it is basically confirmed. Oh, the rumor, Mill. At least for any oh. League of Legends fan uh, listening to this, they're going to be reducing the healing uh, coming up for the, in the season when it comes out, mm. which is a huge, huge sigh of relief. Shambles. 
Like, well, it's just here's an example for you, uh, Aiden. Imagine if like every single hero just had the ability to heal like Warthog. Uh, not, yeah, Roadhog. Well, that that wouldn't be Overwatch anymore. So I don't have to imagine that it wouldn't exist. Well, Matt, like, Aiden's like, I reject your reality. Well, anything that I imagine isn't real, own. so no, <laughs> I don't have to imagine. I reject your reality oh, and substitute, substitute my own. own. So, basically, that's my analogy for you. It's just like, that's how people have been, like, so fed up with this. That has been, like, healing has just been so unchecked. Well, then and what's the point of support heroes if everyone can heal themselves? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Just the Chad face. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, it's been a pain. People have been, like, whining about it. That's why the League of Legends World Final was completely dominated by, like, very heal, like, self-healing, mm-hmm. uh, heavy focused champions. And so... They're going to tune it back a bit. They're tuning it back. One of the, I, What I hope they're doing, like, I think they don't need to tune it back so far. Just only let the support heroes but do the healing. Something something you can do in League, you, you buy items. And some items have, like, certain properties. Some of the items you can buy are Grievous Wounds items. Grievous Wounds basically makes it so that when you hit someone, they don't heal as much. This is good for, so, like, dealing with supports who heal a lot. Or people who heal themselves a lot, like, for example, Aatrox. So, but through this, I personally feel like it's more skill expression to buff up Grievous Wounds. Mm-hmm. Make it so that, like, you know, these items that you buy have more of an impact for reducing healing. So, it's less of a nerf to the healing and more of a buff to things you can use to check the healing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see. Says the blind man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Which I am, because I don't play League. All right, is that all of your news, Ben? Well, no, there's one more big piece of news. Now, I would say for a non-League player looking at this, it seems like a fairly big Yeah, because I mean, it encompasses all Riot Games. Basically, Riot Games is teaming up with Xbox Game Pass. Phil Spencer. You can see, I'm pretty sure you saw a little bit, little bit of it in uh, the Game Awards. There was a little thing like had some League, uh, Riot Games stuff pop up like Valorant and League, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Wild Rift that. and Team Fight Tactics. So uh, with Valorant, with Game Pass, you will get access to all current agents, a day, day one access to every new agent that is released, and plus twenty percent match x uh, match XP boost huh. with your League, You get all one hundred sixty heroes, right? You get all one sixty plus heroes. Day one access to. Every new champion has it released, and another twenty percent XP boost. Which I believe someone did the math; it's like a thousand dollars worth of content for Game Pass. Dude, wow. game, I mean, Game okay. Pass is ridiculous. But there is a caveat, though. It's like not all sunshine and rainbows. You can't buy skins for these hero, these characters that you get because of Game Pass. And as soon as your Game Pass subscription ends, you, you will lose access to the characters. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you can't buy skins for the character. Unless you buy the character. Interesting. I think it's so so that they don't have to worry about, like, that issue of, like, owning a skin for a character (laughs) that you don't have. That that is something they have in, like, the client, is, like, you cannot own a skin for a champion you don't have. Yeah. Yeah. And so... That was a thing that happened when Genshin Impact started doing, like, um, 
alternate skins for their characters. Um, they released that, and a lot of people thought that it would give them the character they released the skin for. How dumb are some people? Yeah, and so like the company had to release a statement like, no, 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 these skins do not come with the character, or the character doesn't come Character's with the skin. Character's not included. <laughs> Only buy it if you already have the, the character. I think there is actually like a little like notification when you click to buy it now that's like only buy for the characters you have <laughs> or if you're hoping to get it i mean it's like this skin is awesome i don't have this character yet but maybe someday but maybe, maybe someday. just keep keep going on that hopium man yeah keep it keep, <laughs> keep breathing it, it re- remind me for someone who also is not super well versed in league not all 160 league champions are available to play at any given time right even if you own them all, uh, there's only a selection, right? They are. They are. Yeah, the but, only uh, times you I can is if they the get only, banned. Yeah, it, at, at the start of each game, you each person can ban a champion. So that it's a total of ten bans, mm-hmm. and sometimes some like you have someone on the other team who bans the same champion. Mm-hmm. So it's anywhere from five to ten champions that aren't able to play. Sometimes people don't even ban; they just say like, "No, I'm good against all champions," yeah. which is why I do but, not so envy riots. It's, like because I, I thought it worked mm-hmm. on like a rotation schedule, no. like only like fifteen there, champions were available at a time. Uh, there, there was is that basically where you, there's a rotation schedule, but that's for free champions. Mm-hmm. Basically, um, like you know, you, you'll get access to this champion, but it's only in like for fun game modes. There's no ranked. You can't uh-huh. take out a champion that you're getting in the free yeah. rotation. They have something kind of like huh. that with Brawlhalla as well. They have a rotation of the free characters, and then if you buy one, they just become permanently available for you. Buy or unlock. I'm assuming you can yeah. unlock them through. Yeah, yeah like they're like daily challenges. It's kind of like multiverses. I think that's how multiverses does it as well. They have a rotation of free characters that everyone can use, mm-hmm. and then you can or you can unlock characters to always have access to them. Yes, sir. Yeah. Huh. And then Teamfight Tactics, you get a one-star rare gem, uh, Little Legends tactician. And four skins are available until April 2023, and one skin on a monthly rotation. Hmm. One star? What's the max? Uh, I think five star. Do you what lose the point those of, skins? Point of a one star. Do you lose your Game Pass subscription? Probably, yeah. Uh, actually, oh. probably not that, because that's probably given to you as soon as you mm-hmm. get it, and yeah. you probably have it. And Game Pass does have like little perk things where they'll like be like, "Oh, you can get three months worth of Disney Plus, yeah, you know, with your Game Pass." And I, I would say that, that like in terms of like out. game subscription services. Xbox Game Pass is so far above every oh, other competitor. <laughs> I, I do not understand how they're making money with it because it is just such an insanely good deal. For well, I think that they're making money by completely smacking the people that they're taking the games from. Yeah. Or in the case of Blizzard, just trying to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just the other ones. These aren't here yet, but they are hopefully coming soon. Uh League of Legends Wild Rift, basically the same thing as League of Legends. All 80 champions, they want access to new champions and 20% XP boost. <laughs> and uh, Legends of Terra, all cards in the foundation set. And, like, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, Overwatch 2 and stuff followed suit on the Game Pass. Because I know that Blizzard games are on Game Pass. And I wouldn't be surprised that it's like, oh, if you have Game Pass, then you get the Battle Pass. I don't think Blizzard games are on Game Pass yet. They will be. But they will be once that acquisition Well, no, even I, even if it doesn't Assuming go through, does. I, think they're, I think they're still going to be added on there. I oh, thought Overwatch so. was already on there. Mm-mm, not as far as I know. But mm. I, I know, I think I remember seeing, regardless of the acquisition going through, I think mm. Overwatch 2, if, if League of Legends and stuff is going to Battle Pass, I imagine Blizzard games aren't far behind. Yeah. And I imagine if they're added on there, then Overwatch 2 will probably have a similar kind of thing. If you have Game Pass, then you will get access to the heroes. Yeah. Although, what's odd, though, is League of Legends is cross-platform, right? Is it, like, the same account? 
Um, like if you play it on Game Pass through Xbox, then and then you go to your PC and play it. Is it the same account? Because then at that point, then you buy Game Pass, then you'd have access to all the heroes regardless of the platform. So right? Game Pass games, you play through its own like launcher. So for instance, oh, I have okay. I have Halo: The Master Chief Collection that I bought through Steam before I got Game Pass, and I have access to all the games there. I also have Master Chief Collection as part of Game Pass, and it considers that to be two separate. Okay, so then that okay. is so like no save files. Across. Well, then that's well, actually, okay. I guess with Halo, it's kind of a weird thing because with Halo, everything with Halo runs through Microsoft. You're like your Microsoft account, so mm. I have to sign into my Microsoft account even on the one on oh, Steam. Oh, so it's two separate instances, so it but it still, crosses yeah. the cross progression and everything. Yeah, regardless of which one you open, but that's as long through, as you through log the in. Microsoft account. If it was a different game, like. Mm. Like, League. Well, no, like but League, League is probably you sign into your Riot account. And oh, yeah, that's would, true. Yeah. 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 Well, and Overwatch is, is you sign into your Blizzard account. Yeah, no, that's true. The thing is with Riot Games, the only games that are cross-platforms are Legends of Ruterra and Teamfight Tactics. Oh, so then in that case, then how how is that going to work then? Because it's like if you have Game Pass and you get the heroes, those are is Game Pass considered console or is it considered PC? Depends Ooh. on which Game Pass, because there's there's two versions of Game Pass. There's Game Pass for Xbox and there's Game Pass for PC. They're two separate apps. Oh, so so I've then seen the, the so then if, so yeah. it's like so what it sounds like then is if you get Game Pass for Xbox and you get League, then if you then decide to play League on your PC, you won't have access to those heroes because you got the Xbox version. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, depending it's on what you're... It's a very strange... Yeah. I don't... I mean, they didn't really yeah. say a whole lot more about mm-hmm. how that's going to work, but that's a very odd system. Yeah. If yeah. it's... Since it's not cross-platform, it's like all you've you've unlocked all 160 champions, but only, but when only you're on your... On playing on your Xbox. Yeah. Well, you, the thing is, there's no Xbox League of Legends. Wait, so. oh. Yeah. I Never guess mind. that simplifies that. That simplifies <laughs> it. All stuff that... Basically, the only uh, Game Pass you need to get is for PC because oh. all Riot Games stuff runs through PC. Just kidding. Uh, only... Throw everything I said out the window. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I am an yeah. idiot. <laughs> well, the thing is, is I don't think you can get just the PC version either. I'm pretty sure if you get the PC version, it automatically comes with the Xbox version. Well, then why would you ever just get the Xbox version? Because you don't have a powerful enough PC. Maybe some people just have Well, like no, a... but you buy one, get one free. <laughs> yes, but maybe you don't need two. Well, like, no, but you, you, could, you could spend $75 well, for both no, like, or just 25 for one. No, I yeah. think you just buy the PC for the same price and you get both is what Court said. No, 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 yeah. So it's like so there's different tiers of, of Xbox Game Pass, right? So there's there's like the standard edition, which just comes with... Um, and I might be wrong. They might have updated this, but that just comes with like the Xbox version. So you can use it on your Xbox console. Then there's mm-hmm. the Xbox and PC oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. version, and then there's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which is everything phone streaming, yeah, PC, everything. Yeah. And plus, and there's also phone. just people who are only interested streaming. in playing on the Xbox. You know, can't believe those mm-hmm. people. Yeah, they exist. Disgust. Yes. Just get a gaming <laughs> PC or get a Tesla. <laughs> just buy a house. <laughs> no Tesla. Tesla. No, no, I know. Because <laughs> then you don't need a PC. You have a car. <laughs> which doubles as your gaming PC. Your gaming PC. Don't I mind me. Could... I'm going into the garage to do I mean, some gaming. They, they've been doing some backwards. <laughs> they've been doing some funky stuff to the Steam decks to allow them to run Xbox Game Pass games. So interesting. I bet. I bet they could just do it with the, the ROMs. Mm-hmm. Anything's possible in today's world. Yep. Anyway, um, transition. Transition out. Okay, hey guys, uh, it's just me, Kyle, and Aiden here. Um, we uh, <laughs> had some technical difficulties, and we're 
left without the, the universe studio. conspired <laughs> against us the last two days. So for yeah. context, we had planned to record the entirety of the uh, season finale Wednesday night, a mm-hmm. day earlier than normal, because I went was coming home back to Houston, I guess. As of recording this, I am back. And so we were going to record a day early. We were going to get it finished. But then mid-recording, both the programs we were using decided well, we don't want to work anymore. So we're like, okay, fine. I'll just have, we'll just have me, you know, remote in from home. And then everyone else will go into the booth and fix it Thursday night. But Thursday night comes the, around. The booth was being used for basketball game, basketball. sports broadcast. So, <laughs> And now no one else was free to continue the episode, but Kyle and I are here both from the comforts of our own home with our own setups because the two of us mm-hmm. are the only ones that actually have setups that are conducive to remote filming currently. But uh, we didn't want yeah. the episode to be only 30 minutes long and just kind of cut off. So we want to finish the agenda, finish the season finale, even with just the two of us, hopefully... The two yep. of us can make it entertaining enough. <laughs> I think we can. I mean, this kind of takes me back, Aiden. Like uh, the we didn't we never really told the origin story of this podcast before, uh, but it started with me and Aiden. Um, so what happened was each of us individually talked with one of the professors in the comms department at at here at BYU um, about esports. Well, he figured to put two and two together, and that was to put Aiden and Kyle together <laughs> on a team. And we started recruiting everybody else and formed the yeah. podcast. <laughs> That's where we are now. So now, I mean, we never filmed anything, just the two of us. But no, I guess I guess now, the, you know, comes full circle. It does. It does. Time is a flat circle, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> so where we left yep. off is we had gotten finished with all of the other news segments, but we were just about to transition into the final one. So what we wanted to do was do a bit of a... A review of the game awards that we did the stream last week just kind of talk about how how that went first of all the stream i know we we talked about it at the mm-hmm. end of the stream but how 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 did you feel that went for us oh i loved it i thought it went great um i'm so happy that the equipment worked out well <laughs> i was <laughs> yeah. so worried the whole time that something something was gonna just crap out on us in the middle of the recording yeah, no, it all it all went but, undisturbed i mean we we had a problem with one of the xlr cables right before we started but you and ben Made a quick milk run and grabbed that back right as the uh, <laughs> the, the starting Steam yeah. screen was going. Once so again, we, our home recording equipment saves the day. Um. <laughs> yeah, once again. But no, I mean, we didn't even once need again. to replace batteries and anything. The camera and all the internet worked fine. I used every port on my laptop to get it running. <laughs> but I, it was a fun stream. And the Game Awards themselves were really interesting. They were. I, um, I thought that there, that it was. I mean, obviously, a lot of the the winners were games that we kind of expected to win. I mean, mm-hmm. we expected Ragnarok to win a lot of the awards that it won. I was surprised that Elden Ring didn't win more of the awards outside of Game of the Year. Yeah, that was because a little the surprising. only other it it won best role playing game and best art direction, but then Ragnarok took audio design, innovation and access, narrative. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not soundtrack. surprised in any way that Ragnarok took narrative. You know that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes but perfect I, I sense. I thought that Elden Ring was gonna win. Was gonna win a few more awards. But honestly, mm-hmm. would you would you say that Elden Ring winning Game of the Year was a, was an upset? I wouldn't say so. Um, I've noticed this happens a lot with award ceremonies. Is like if someone gets the like main award, the Oscar, the Game of the Year. Often a lot of the uh, secondary ones, the next tier down, will go to basically the next one in line. Um, because they don't so want to just people, have the Game of the Year sweep. 
Yeah, but also because, like, they're recognizing that each game has its own different strengths, right? And Ragnarok has a stronger narrative than potentially any other game that came out this year. Yeah. Um, with, you know, and it's, it, it makes sense. Um, and that includes Elden Ring. So it makes sense that it won quite a few of the ones that it did. Um, yeah. So it was probably more of just a really close race. But uh, in a lot of the um, categories that the other awards were for, those were Ragnarok's strengths. Whereas yeah, they didn't Elden have Ring like strength a, was not in some of those categories. Exactly, it didn't have like best open world title, best uh, you know, most nuanced combat award, no. and those were some of the biggest strengths of Elden Ring. So it it may look like an upset, but I think that it was really well. No, and it, like looking looking at it, I would say that Elden Ring <laughs> deserved it. I maybe not deserved it more isn't the right word, but like Elden Ring had been out longer, so it had longer to like like saturate saturate like in everyone's minds and kind of mm-hmm. sit there and everyone was able to like nibble people, on it people had time longer. to really dissect the game whereas with like ragnarok the game came out like less than a month ago <laughs> just a few weeks before the so game the fact awards. that it won the so many of the awards it did is like impressive crazy for, to say the for least. that kind of release it but really that being does said, speak to how good you say that there is. were any like upsets in any of the categories mm. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of the Sonic Frontier fans would call oh, the man. players' the Sonic voice Frontiers would say the upset. Players' Choice Award is an upset. <laughs> I saw it coming. The moment like Sonic and Genshin started climbing, I knew it was going to be Genshin at the end of the day. You can't beat the power of anime. <laughs> you cannot beat the power of anime. <laughs> Plus, it's just a legitimately good game, and it doesn't experience these massive performance issues that we've seen. Maybe not massive, but annoying performance mm-hmm. issues we've seen with Sonic Frontiers. Yeah. Um, though I will say I'm very happy that Sonic Frontiers was, uh, the runner up in that category. I'm happy with the too. success it's had. I look forward to there being more, uh, Sonic games that take inspiration from Frontiers. Um, I would so. hope that they go in the direction of that. Oh yeah. And that they, they're able to just kind of improve on where they were at because it seems like everyone was generally pretty happy with how Sonic Frontiers turned out. I'm... Mm-hmm. Surprised that it wasn't even up for any other nominations, though. I am a little surprised about that as well. I was to be completely fair. Yeah. I, I like. I felt like it should have at least been up for some like a whether it be, yeah, you know, because it was just like we hadn't had a Sonic game that good in a long time. Mm-hmm. I honestly think that that Bayonetta winning best action game could even be because I, you know, yeah, I feel like Call of Duty. I thought Call of Duty was going to win Best Action Game. To be completely honest, mm. I don't. Th- I mean, I don't think any of us <laughs> on the podcast gave Bayonetta the light of day in that category because we just didn't see Bayonetta as a like a super. Maybe that's just because none of us have played it. I don't know. Yeah, that that's probably a big part of it. Is none of us play Bayonetta? We have no idea what's going on over there. Um, <laughs> so yeah. upset or not, we wouldn't know. You know what the real upset was, though. You know, I just I just realized this. I think the real upset was uh, Bill Clinton getting nominated for <laughs> Game of the Year. I'd like to or... nominate this award to my reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill, Bill Clinton. Clinton. That was just so... Like, Everyone was so confused. So... Jeff afterwards was like, like okay, guys, the... and then tweeted that the guy got arrested for it. My goodness. I saw... He just like casually walks up with the yeah. rest of the Elden have Ring you, guys. Have you seen the footage? Like Someone found the exact moment yeah, where he just moment. snuck up into the group. And it's a funny thing. He's walking down there clapping, and it looks like, you know, had he been maybe a little older and taller, it would have looked like some, you know, supervillain coming in to 
congratulate mm-hmm. the hero for their minor victory before, you know, <laughs> stomping them with something. But no, it's just this random kid with his poofy hair. You remember during the, the live stream, I'm like, man, what's with this kid's hair? And then he gets up to talk. He just gets up and talks. You know, that, and, <laughs> it's just so funny. His, his dumb little prank. Um, man, but the Twitter went haywire. Twitter with that. Twitter there were all that. these theories about who he was, where he came from. Some yep. people thought he was from like conspiracy theory sites, and other people were like, no, he's actually Jewish. And then blah 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 blah. It was just it was it was, it was pretty funny. It was a wild ride. <laughs> I would say that one another upset is, and I don't know if it's an, I don't know who is is best esports game. Like I know that this is like kind of a lesser award, but the fact that Valorant won best esports game over League of Freaking Legends that's true. That that is an upset, isn't it? I would I mean, say like, yeah. Riot wins either way, but like League of Legends is like the poster child for esports games, mm-hmm. and the fact that it didn't win that category is kind of odd. I mean, it won best event, like the World Championship yeah, won, which is no surprise. Worlds won it, but like <laughs> you would have thought, like I don't even consider Valorant to be on the same tier as League. Like, yeah. even, not even like Dota. I would put Dota even above League. Like League is, I mean, Valorant. I'm sorry, Valorant is on the same level as like Overwatch League and Rocket League in my mind. Yeah. So the I fact think... that it won best esports game is kind of strange to me. Yeah. I'm not as familiar with Valorant as I want to be, but if I could theorize for a bit, perhaps it's just like they, they considered it a, a necessary shakeup in the esports scene. But even then, it's so similar to Overwatch. Um Well, it's more it's more similar to CSGO. Well, it's like yeah, kind of a but, combination of CS:GO and um, and Overwatch in terms of the like the tactical nature of CS:GO combined with Overwatch's powers and abilities, abilities and, and stuff. And kind of so I feel like that could be well. considered it somewhat of an upset. But I feel like most of the other categories. I was surprised that Spl- that Splatoon three won best multiplayer game of the year. Yeah, I thought that was <laughs> that also going to go to like Call of Duty or something. So that Splatoon was taking it. I was like, oh wow, yeah. How did um, you feel about Tower of Fan? I mean, um, Marvel Snap beating Genshin for best mobile game. I was definitely surprised. Um, I mean, I guess you could say there's some some real power behind the Marvel brand, even though a lot of people are very tired of the MCU by now. Um, <laughs> True, <laughs> but like, I, I I just don't know enough about Marvel Snap. I remember seeing some discussion about it on Reddit, and there were quite a few people in the Genshin Impact subreddit saying, "Like, how did we lose to this?" How did and, we lose? <laughs> I'm like, well, at, at the same time, I'm like, I don't mind if Genshin doesn't win best mobile game every year that the game is running. Because this game is going to have a very long lifetime. We're like maybe in the first quarter of the amount of yeah, content yeah. the developers have planned for this game. So mm-hmm. we got freaking time, man. We got time. <laughs> That's true. I mean, you got best community. I mean, eventually you'll start being and running for winning best ongoing game and community support. As yeah. time goes on. Which is another I, I was yeah. surprised we didn't Good. get as much in the best ongoing and best Well, no, that's support. because Final Fantasy like, exists. Yeah, Final Fantasy. You want to talk about brand power in gaming, Final yeah. Fantasy. I mean, is. they were they were <laughs> hyping up the of uh, the trailer for what was it, sixteen? So, yeah, the it whole was like they were time. like Jeff was hyping up the Final Fantasy sixteen trailer <laughs> the entire event. Like you can that tell was what his definitely favorite like is. the mar the marquee world premiere like trailer was mm-hmm. the final fantasy trailer but what were what were some of the other new games that you took interest in from seeing some of the world premiere trailers oh here's the problem i can't remember any of their names but there are so many pretty ones um so many ones that look like they had interesting gameplay um wasn't there one that you did like this really cool thing with light and then it made stuff happen wow that's so vague um wow huge <laughs> 
I don't remember. And then there, I know that there was one that looked a little bit like um, it was like a side scroller 2D kind of. You guys said it reminded you of like uh, Celeste. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, last night I tried Celeste. Oh, that game is so hard. Oh, I thought you were about to say it was bad and be like, oh, Jason's going to have a word for you. Merlin's going to be coming walking on your door. (laughs) The worst thing he's going to do is call me a noob because I am. That's really funny. It punishes you. It's so brutal. You have to be like pixel perfect with some of your placement. And this is in Mm -hmm. like the first major level of the game. I would say that the the game the game trailer that I was the most surprised by was that Bayonetta game that they released. You know that one really did surprise me. I'm like, this doesn't look like what I would expect out of Bayonetta. This looks like it was a very interesting. Like, I was like, whoa, okay. Yeah. Kind of. This, I mean, like, there were lots of there were lots of other kind of games. There was like the Hellboy game that was released. I mean, announced <laughs> the like the Horizon uh, DLC. Mm-hmm. And there was um, oh, and then there was Viewfinder. Remember Viewfinder, the one yeah. like the, the perspective game. That one, I I totally want to try. I think I that love one looks puzzle really games. Really cool. I have not been like totally engrossed in a puzzle game since Portal, which is that's yeah. a bit of a long time. A long time. But I feel like potentially, maybe not as story wise as well as Portal, but for just the interesting gameplay, that one might get me again the way Portal did. And I'm excited for yeah, that. Yeah, it looked it looked really cool. We also had like the announcement trailer for Court's favorite game Among Us, the hide and seek <laughs> mode. Yeah, which is I, I, I really appreciate that they're adding that because I've played hide and seek uh mm-hmm. just manually, you know, where the person is the imposter Manu- says. <laughs> yeah. Have you I've ever done this? Heard. Have you never I, done oh, this? Oh, in Among Us. I, th- I haven't Among played Us. Among Us. I didn't realize you were talking about Among Us. No, oh, no. I thought you were talking about in real life. <laughs> I've never heard real life hide and seek described as oh, manual hide and seek. No, no, no. In Among Us, you know, you have the person who's the, the imposter say, hey, I'm the imposter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody has this long to go hide, and then I'm mm-hmm. going to come get you, and whoever's last wins. Um, now it's an official game mode. A, yeah, and that's, that's how you know that the developers are actually paying attention to the community and they want to serve the community, you know? Yeah. That, that's how you know. It's like when they added horses to Minecraft. They were exactly the same as they were in this in really mods. popular mod. Um, and you could tell that right then and there, the developers were paying attention. They wanted to service the community with what the community had already shown they wanted. Yeah. I still feel uh, sad, though, that it kind of invalidated pig riding. Yeah. Then we had the Street Fighter trailer, but I remember watching the Street Fighter trailer and be like, "This doesn't look." It doesn't look like, like a Street Fighter game because it was all in America. <laughs> it was. I don't even know what audience they're going for with that one. Yeah, I don't know. And then know. we had the new Suicide Game trailer, the Kill the Justice League, that had Batman in there. Yeah, that was uh, kind of the intense. last. This is the last voice acting performance of. I forgot his name, and now I feel yeah, terrible. But the, the guy who's been Batman for a very for a very long time, which it's cool that they're making his voice heard one more time since he passed. That's yeah, I appreciate that. Um, um, I remember feeling really bad. I'm like, huh, I'm not sure about the voice uh, acting Kevin on Conroy Batman. Why does that happen? And then you guys told Kevin me that Conroy. he was dying or that he died, and I was like, oh crap. But uh, he's the same guy. The, uh, did the trailer for good. Jedi Sur- Jedi Survivor, yes. the Star Wars game, the sequel to. Uh, to Fallen, Fallen Order. Order looked really cool. Which, by the way, Fallen Order is on sale on Steam right now for like a really big sale. So 
Anyone well, welcome to the holidays, ladies yep. and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, Earthblade, that was what it was called, the, the Celeste developer new game. Yeah. Are you just, are you remembering all these names or do you have a list pulled up? That's for me to know and you to find out. Okay, um, so you have a list pulled up. <laughs> yeah. Then there were lots of other, there's like the Transformers game that they announced. Uh, lots of, and then of course we got another trailer for the Super Mario Bros. movie. Right. Which, I'm going to be honest, like fun. every can, every new trailer we get, I'm being more and more sold on Chris Pratt's Mario. I think he's going to be at least decent. And um, it's and in the trailer we got the, basically a full confirmation that he is at least trying an accent because there was like one inflection at the end of his sentence where we <laughs> all kind of turned away we like, "Oh, but that's an attempt at a, a Brooklyn Italian accent." Yep. Oh, hey. Okay, I just remembered. Death Stranding 2. Hades yeah. 2. Both very exciting. I've never played Hades or Death Stranding, but looking at those trailers, I'm like, those look like an absolute blast. Then there was Dune Spice Wars stuff going in there, or yeah. the new Dune game in there. The new Dune um, game. Um, what was your What was your favorite? What is your favorite moment of the Game Awards, though? Oh, that's not Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> you know that was funny, but I would never have called that my favorite. Um, I think. <laughs> Okay, a few of the things that immediately come to mind, and I, in no particular order, there was like calling out the the botters, the people using bots for the players' voice award. When that Jeff was said funny. that, yeah, yeah. After removing all the bots, <laughs> the winner is Genshin Impact. That was very satisfying for that me was really personally. Funny. Um, there was also just like Christopher Judge being a bro. I mean, sure, his speech was long. Dude, but everybody was ragging on him the entire event the, for the, his long speech. Yeah, the poor guy couldn't get a break they after were even, that. Like, even Jeff was getting on it. Like, every single person almost, it seemed like, was making references back to how long Christopher Judge's speech was. <laughs> Which is like, uh, like, maybe two or three jokes would have been great, but they just kept it was going. the entire event. But, like, I'd like to call attention to the fact, though, that, like, he spent most of his speech... Like talking up other people around him. Oh yeah, yeah. And talking about how grateful he was. Nothing, nothing against his speech. Yeah. It was, it was just so long. Yeah. So I think some of the more heartfelt moments of his speech were some of my favorite moments. It's just like if only he'd cut it short a little bit before. Um, oh, hey, after us. That's the one with the light effects thing. Oh um, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's one that I'm real excited about. And I think mm-hmm. the party animals uh, reveal trailer was pretty funny. That was that was really funny. Was I my I had two favorite moments. One of them was when they had they had Animal come on, and they were like <laughs> asking Animal. They were like, "Would you win an Animal video game?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." And he's like, "Jeff's like, who would you like to make?" And he's like, "Hideo Kojima, <laughs> <laughs> Hideo Monster Video." I was like, "Man, imagine an, a a Muppets video game made by Hideo Kojima." <laughs> oh, that would be. That was pretty funny, but then I think the my favorite moment, and I think all of us were enjoying this, was Flute Guy during the orchestra, uh, the, the orchestral right. performance. That he that was, was having astounding. so much fun. <laughs> he, he was just, and then when they all stood up, he was like hyped up and everything. Yeah, Flute guy, guy was really was really the the highlight of the Game Awards for me. That guy was the true MVP of the Game Awards. Very true. Musician of the year. <laughs> Flute guy. Flute guy. If he I doesn't become a meme guy. like Left Shark, then I'm going to be pretty sad about that. So funny. I love it. <laughs> any, 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 final, any final remarks about the Game Awards? Uh, I think the Game Awards were pretty great this year. Um, it, admittedly, it was my first time watching it all the way through. But mm-hmm. it has Same me here. stoked for, you know, 
after all of the like really crummy uh, controversies with releases that have happened recently, unfinished games, stuff like that, I was feeling a little down about the future of the game industry, but the Game Awards really highlighted a lot of things that bring me a lot of hope for how it's going to go going forward and for the things that have really worked this year. Because yeah. while there were a bunch of really just lame releases. <laughs> lame releases. Really bad, like Battlefield 2042 uh, as one example in recent uh, months. Yeah. Um, there's still a lot of good stuff being made. And yeah, and I mean, looking forward to next year, it's probably safe to say that the that Tears of the Kingdom is probably favorite to win Game of the Year next year. Probably. <laughs> you know, you know, barring another you know, really good game coming out. But just looking at next year's release schedule, it's like that one is probably the front runner. I mean, it's one most anticipated game two years in a row. Mm-hmm. So, so if at it, this point, if, if it, it doesn't, doesn't win game hype. of the year, <laughs> if it doesn't win game of the year, then it's like, what the heck happened? Something must have really just been a banger and a half to mm-hmm. upset that one. So, yeah. And man, the, the pressure has got to be tremendous for that game to be oh, so good. <laughs> There's probably a lot of, especially after the Pokemon games, like, you know catastrophic release it's mm-hmm. like nintendo's like all right listen here guys this game has to be perfect on release <laughs> <laughs> because it's honestly it's like if your game isn't perfect if, if a game like that like if elden ring hadn't been perfect on release it wouldn't win game it wouldn't have won game of the year no there's no so way. it's like if you if your launch day sucks you can you can kiss like best game of the year game of the year if that's what you're striving for you can kiss that award goodbye if you have a yeah. catastrophic release pretty much because that's so. it's really how people will remember it, even if it gets better. Yeah. So yeah. that was the Game Awards. So despite there only being two of us, we will still move forward with our planned filler fun segment. So what are we what are we what are we what are we ending the season with mm-hmm. now for filler? Well, I think it is only fair that we look back at a year of games doing our twenty twenty two year in review on Knights of the D Pad. Our personal review. Yes, this is this is this is our personal. It would have opinions. been obviously. It would have been <laughs> ideal to have all of us. Although, according to what Ben told us when we started recording Wednesday, he hasn't played any new games this year other than Overwatch <laughs> Two. So, we were the plan was actually to have to have Merlin come in and fill Ben's place because Ben wasn't available last night. But here we are. It's just Kyle and I. So we yep. have a few categories that we each have our own, you know, responses to. So things like our favorite new game that we started playing this year, the most disappointing new game we started playing, our favorite and least favorite trends in gaming, uh, favorite gaming moments, games that surprised us the most that we played. So this is like all based around our personal experience and games that we specifically started playing this year. So like Kyle can't put Genshin Impact as his favorite 2022 game because he didn't start playing it this year. Yeah, I can't put Overwatch, even though technically Overwatch 2 came out this year. I'm not going to include that off the technicality <laughs> that it's pretty much just an updated Overwatch 1. Yeah. So, like, our main games, you know, Kyle cannot bring up Breath of the Wild for the 20 millionth time. If Court were here, he wouldn't be able to talk about Fortnite or Among Us. <laughs> this is specifically games that we started playing in the calendar year of 2022, regardless of when they came out, just when we started playing them. So, which 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 category do you, should we start first? Ah. <sighs> Let's start on a positive note. What's what's the favorite? Our favorite games of 2022. All right. Do you want mm-hmm. me to go first? Yeah, or you go do first. You... you All go right. First. So I've got I've got two. I've got two for different reasons. So the first, my first favorite game I started playing this year is Osu. I love the heck out of Osu. I mean, it was on my three by three for a reason. I have this this innate love for 
rhythm games that you can like add custom songs and stuff like i was never a rock like a guitar hero player growing up but i started playing step mania last year which is just ddr on a keyboard and then picked up osu in april and it's just something about it is just really enjoyable and a lot of fun and it's super satisfying to get really long runs of quick notes or like full comboing a song that was really difficult where you look back and you're like i was on something where you can just never replicate that performance but you like see the score and you watch the replay and you're like who who did that that wasn't me there's no (laughs) way that i did that and being able to just Mm. go through the extensive like community built library of mapped songs i mean you can because, I mean, a majority of my Osu song library is anime music. But then there's other stuff. Like, I've got some, you know, some Owl City in there. I've got some movie soundtrack stuff. And it's just fun to be able to play through those songs and do more than just listen to them. You're able to actually, like, be involved in the song and be able to hit the beat and then mm. see as you progressively get better. Because I've just seen improvement of, like, beating scores from that I set, you know, three, four months ago. I'm like, wow, I've really improved. So Osu... I love Osu so much. So that is one of my favorite games of 2022. The second game of 2020, favorite game of 2022 that I've mentioned in the past, and if I revised my 3x3, it would be added to it. And that is Sword Art Online Hollow Realization. Mm. If I were to revise my 3x3, it would replace the spot of either Fatal Bullet or Battlefront 2. Wow. Like it would, okay. I would add Hollow Realization to my 3x3 because it is, and I've said this bef- before, it's like if, Anyone is a Sword Art Online fan and is looking for the closest thing you can get to an actual SAO experience game, Holy Realization is it. Mm. Because Fatal Bullet is in Gun Gale Online, so it's guns. The first two games of Lost Song and Hollow Fragment are really rough around the edges, and we're not going to talk about Licorice. Holy Realization (laughs) is a complete game, and when you have all the DLCs, it's easy to get 100 hours in there. It's just such... The combat system is so fluid... Yeah, the story is the story, but it's like you don't really have to pay attention. The gameplay itself is awesome because the story doesn't like take years to get through. You can just skip all the cutscenes pretty easily, and like the everything just flows so well. There's no like unnecessary bits to it. The controls are super fluid on a controller. I just love everything about Hollow Realization and the fact I got the deluxe edition for like twenty bucks and it was on sale for Black Friday. You get the deluxe edition for eight dollars. Like that is a steal. To get that level of a game, to get like a hundred hours of content for eight dollars, I I I don't think that there's any competition there. It is, <laughs> in my opinion, the, my my favorite anime game that I have ever played, mm. bar none. Nice. So those are my two favorite games I started playing this year: Osu and Holy Realization by a mile and a half. Mm. All right. How about so... yourself? For me, so I'm going to be completely honest, the number of games I started this year is very low um, <laughs> for a couple of well, reasons. Well, you only need one. Yeah. You just need at least one. And I, I got at least one. And so to be honest, I think there's only like three new games that I started this year, which is really low. <laughs> um, but those are Overwatch 2, Barrow Trauma, and Celeste. And Celeste I started last night, so... <laughs> <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> If you, if that one, and then I would say a lot about the other two. Yeah, well, no the the one that is my favorite out of the ones I've I've started is definitely Overwatch Two. I know really? a lot of people complain that it's like awesome. the laziest sequel ever, but that is it, awesome. It really is my first full taste of the Overwatch experience, and it's a lot of fun. I am now a Sigma main, not a Sigma male. No, know the difference. <laughs> Sigma. <laughs> um, he's he's a really fun character to play, but I 
I've honestly really enjoyed it. And I've, I've had a few weird experiences like getting placed into a match like 10 seconds before my team loses. Yeah, you haven't <laughs> experienced the true extent of the Overwatch 2 experience. Yeah, it's, it's called the competitive ladder. I have I haven't even touched the competitive ladder, yeah, man. I'm just enjoying the casual play. <laughs> like if all you if 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 all somebody is is a casual just playing quick play in Overwatch 2, I feel like you can generally generally people are pretty happy with that because it's like nobody is mm-hmm. super serious about it. Balance changes are kind of whatever, but it's like when you make the mistake of getting involved in the competitive ladder when you st- the games the game starts breaking down yeah. and you start losing your sanity <laughs> and i am long down that rabbit hole and there's no coming back <laughs> yeah and uh, i do enjoy the new characters that have been added i think mechanically not been able to play ramatra yet no no i haven't played ramatra yet uh, I think mechanically, Junker Queen is actually one of my absolute favorites. I just feel like Junker she's a Queen little, is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, she's a ton of fun. She's a little underpowered feeling. Yeah, um, especially her alt. Like I've never gotten a kill with it. It's and well, I, I mean, it's, her it's to debuff, isn't innately. It's like, yeah, it's you it's get just, kills off of the old, not from not with yeah. the old. But uh, I've been I've been really enjoying that game. If I were to say, like, if I had had the chance to play every single game that came out this year, or at least a good majority of them, I'm guessing my favorite might have been uh, Elden Ring, though. Because my, I'm, I'm mine probably still it. would have been Hollow Realization. Well, if well, if I had played every new game that came out this year, I don't know. I'm like Hollow Realization probably would still be up there, but who's to say? I may have really enjoyed Sonic Frontiers, or, or I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't. Well, no, but see, the thing is, I've never played a God of War game. So I don't know if I, if I would have actually been invested in it. I wouldn't have played Elden Ring because I don't care for Dark Souls. Yeah. So I've never. I don't tried know it, how mine would have changed. Like Osu actually probably still would have been on the list because there's no other game like Osu out there. Yeah. Realistically, it's it's so, pretty unique. Yeah. Those are those are those are our games. So what about what is what is the most disappointing game that you that you started this year that really let you down? <laughs> Well, from the three I've picked. <laughs> well, no, no, just well from any game. You wouldn't. You don't even have to have like don't even played have to it. Have like just started. It. Like you started playing it. Like you were excited to start playing it, and you played it. and You went, "This is garbage," and you put it away. <sighs> I was expecting Barotrauma to be that, but it's actually a lot of fun. Um, oh, you went in thinking you'd be disappointed. Yeah, and then it was actually well. That's the very, opposite. I was pleasantly surprised with Barotrauma. I actually didn't. Uh, try any games that I was disappointed with this year. If I were to say I was disappointed with a game at all, it'd probably be Pokemon Scarlet and Violet's performance. Then, no, no, that, that, no, that works. I haven't played them, but I am. Oh, wait, I, well. I adore Pokemon, and seeing these performance issues really bothers me. I mean, I just saw, I went to my friend Travis's uh, little birthday party he had a few days ago. He showed uh-huh. me the uh, ranked matches on uh, Scarlet and Violet. And the camera angles are weird. Yeah, bro, busted like, camera angles. Let's they, go. They don't even like they. They like that's really the, funny. The, the arena like slightly off center to the left and then down, so you barely see the head of one of your Pokemon in the double huh. battles. And then like there's just all this empty space up to the top right of like just but the you, background. You, the thing is, you haven't played the Pokemon games though, so it's like I haven't you're played dis- them, You have you have secondhand disappointment. <laughs> it is, yeah. Do you but, have any firsthand disappointment though? I mean, I'm disappointed in myself after failing a lot at Celeste. Does that count? That works. <laughs> My disappointment of the year is me, folks. Merlin's just really about to come out and call you a casual for this. <laughs> it's going to be so funny. 
<laughs> he might. He might. No. So my most disappointing game from this year that I've played, and I've I've mentioned this before, Sword Art Online Alicization Licorice. Like I knew mm-hmm. it wasn't great, but my goodness, I didn't think it was going to be that bad. Like I have never <laughs> requested a refund from Steam until then. No. Like Licorice is the only game I have actually Ooh. wanted a refund from. <laughs> And for, like, one of your favorite franchises, too. That's got to hurt, man. Like, it is the only... I mean, like, yeah, the first two SAO games, Lost Song and Hollow Fragment, weren't great. I mean, Hollow Fragment straight up looks like a game that you could... Like, one of those RPGs that you could download for free online. Mm. Like, but collectively, I paid, like, $8 for the two of them. Okay, so... So I didn't put a lot of money into them, and I wasn't expecting them to be very good because they had come out before. But, like, Licorice, it was 20 bucks. And, like, the reviews were all mixed, and some people said it was good, some people said it was bad, and I booted in, and I was like, what is this? Mm. And the problem, and what makes it even more disappointing <laughs> is that it makes me really worried for the game that comes out next year. Because if mm. Licorice is like that, is the new game going to follow Licorice's template, or is it going to go back into what Fatal Bullet and Hollow Realization did? Because if they follow Hollow Realization and Fatal Bullet's structure, it's going to be an awesome game. But if they do Licorice again... It's going to suck again, and I hope it doesn't, because Licorice was so disappointing. So we'll definitely have to talk about that when it comes out. It made me so sad, because I was like, I don't want to have to ask for a refund, but this game is not worth 20 bucks. No. What about the most surprising game? I mean, you only have three, but what game surprised you the most that you're pleasantly surprised by? I guess the pleasant surprise is Barotrauma. Yeah, that's what I was thinking since you had mentioned it. Do you know much about Barotrauma? I do not. So you're in a submarine. Um, and you have to complete missions in the submarine. And I think it's some sort of like either alien or fantasy world setting because there are like mm-hmm. sea monsters you got to fight off. Sometimes they'll get onto the ship or into the sub and you got to shoot them with like a shotgun. Um, and Whoa, you oh need yeah, to, I'm looking at the Steam page for yeah, it. Yeah, right you now. need to navigate this place. I thought it was going to be real weird because the way the characters are animated, it looks like one of those. It looks like, like a flash game animation. Yeah, it looks like flash game animation. One of those with weird ragdoll physics, right? Where yeah, you got to like, yeah, do yeah. these really over the purposely over the top. Exactly. But the game's actually a lot of fun, and the mechanics are solid. Um, I always mm-hmm. loved being the gunner. That was my favorite because I got to shoot things. Um, <laughs> my I did it with my a few two of my brothers and one of my cousins. Um, and we all took our different roles and I was the artillery guy shooting the monsters outside and they were navigating and controlling the the ship. And it was actually a very fun time. I was expecting it to be horrendous and I was really unhappy that I actually put money down on it. So were you just like expecting to be disappointed because of like the animation style and everything? Yeah. Well, because most of the games I've seen with that are free games that are just derpy rage games. Because like that the, cause the thing that the thing that would make me be like, oh, it should be fine, is the fact that it's reviewed like very well. Yeah, I was like suspicious. overwhelmingly positive recently, and very positive all time, like ninety-seven and ninety-three percent positive. So yeah. it's like the reviews do not suggest that it's bad. However, thirty dollars though. Yeah. You see why I was, and I mean, I'm pretty sure I got it on sale, but even then, it was still you. You were you were cautious. You yeah, were you I was worried. very cautious. Uh, it took quite some convincing to get me to actually buy it, mm-hmm. but I had a good time, and I want to go and play it more. Well, that's good. There's your my my most surprising game this year is Code Vein, which I picked up a couple weeks ago. I picked mm. it up the week of Thanksgiving, and the reason why I was surprised about it is because obviously I was like wanting to try and find a new game to play, and Code Vein was consistently put up on lists of like 
one of some of the better like custom you know character creation on jrpg kind of style games mm. but the thing that was worrying about me is that its combat is very dark souls-esque so it has like you know the the dodging the parrying that kind of style where it's very kind of like because I, I think fallen order has that kind of style as well and i didn't like playing fallen order i didn't like its combat system because that's just not i'm not a, akin to that combat style and it kind of feels slow and clunky to me mm. which is why i love hollow realization because it's just fast and flowy so i was like worried that i wasn't going to enjoy code vein because the combat system was just something that i wasn't familiar with or enjoyed a whole lot but i've actually i've come to to enjoy it a, a good amount because it's not, you know, even though I can I can't parry to save my life. Like the dodge mechanics, I'm getting better with and being able to time my hits. I've I've come to love the game more than I thought I would because I just mm. thought I was gonna play it for a little bit and be like, I cannot learn this combat system. I can't keep doing this. But I've caught on to it a little bit, and the difficulty isn't to the point where you just get rolled by bosses, where you can kind of rely on your party members a little bit. And I I feel like it's a a relatively fair game granted it does have a really bad habit of just deciding to throw enemies just popping around corners it's like a favorite <laughs> thing of it so i have to like surprise camera, i have to like camera check the every corner i go around <laughs> but overall i was very surprised by how much i enjoyed the game because i have enjoyed it way more than i thought i would for the combat style so nice very nice my, my surprising game cool Let's move into trends, though. Favorite yes. and and, favorite and least, least favorite. favorite. Do we want to do? Do we want to do both at the same time? You give your favorite and your least favorite. Sure, let's do that. All, All right. right. So uh, this might sound like a bit of a hot take or a controversial opinion, but you want to hear my favorite Uh-oh. trend of the year? Go for it. Open world. And admittedly, it's yeah. been a, a trend for a few years. I've heard a lot of people complaining. Not every game needs to be open world. And while that's true. I would say that the fact that everyone is experimenting with it has led to more successes than failures by a long shot. Yeah. I mean, think and about... And any failures aren't failures because of the open world. Yeah, they're always See failures because they do Violet. something else. Um, but, like, the... I mean, Elden Ring, for example, is probably one of the best examples of, like, following the open mm-hmm. world precedent set by Breath of the Wild. Um, and before that, by Skyrim. But, like, just taking that and experimenting with using the the freedom of exploration and putting a lot of things for people to do, to find, um, allowing the NPCs to really act like they're living in the world, all have been great ways to encourage game developers to put more love, to put more effort, um, and to really take a lot of thought into making their games feel good to play and to yeah, experience. Yeah, and I feel like Sonic Frontiers is one of the best examples of that. Because mm. I, I for one, was worried about how the Sonic like system and how a Sonic game was going to translate to an open-world game. And, like, yeah, it has its shortcomings and it's not perfect, but for, like, the, what they were able to do with the, the game mechanics, I feel like it worked well for an open-world. Yeah. And if a Sonic game can work as an open-world game, just about any game could work as an open-world <laughs> game. That's true. Next, we'll have Osu open-world. No. <laughs> Well, that one doesn't have a world to... Yeah, I don't know. That's, I'd love an open-world SAO game. Well, oh. Licorice is technically that. Oh, but it didn't... Yeah, but it failed with because loading, of But it has reasons, loading right? zones and everything. Yeah. So yes. Like, it failed because there isn't enough time to play the open world. <laughs> uh, what about your yeah. least favorite trend of the year? Least favorite trend. Um. Uh, 
So a lot of people could say like, oh, releasing unfinished games, but that I don't I don't want that to be I don't want I don't even call that, that a trend. I want to call I, I that. Ho- I do not want to consider that a trend. Yeah. I no, hope that's my, not a trend. My least favorite trend is UIs mimicking mobile games. Big icons, oh my, huge yes. boxes. Okay, I, yeah, yeah. No drop down menus, nothing like that. Why if can't we go game, back to like 2010 Call of Duty UIs? Those were just simple, easy. Exactly. Like Halo 2 and Call of Duty had like just simple UIs that were just easy. Exactly. And like you need your UI to play to the strengths of the device you're on. So if you're not on a phone, don't have these giant buttons with like these icons and crap. No, give me scrolling menus, drop down menus, things that play to the strengths of a controller or a mouse and keyboard. Not this yeah. touchscreen oriented crap. Like that's not that's, really funny. that's not how mobile games make money, guys. You're not you're not going to take success by emulating this aspect. No, if of you want to emulate <laughs> mobile games to make money, just put a gotcha system in every game, and then that'll be my least favorite trend for next year. <laughs> yeah, and oh, I really hope that like so. I, there are some games with gotcha systems I genuinely enjoy. Genshin Impact being one of Genshin them. Genshin Impact being one of them. Um, but that is not to say that that system should be in even a majority of games. Oh, and, it should and you, be very you don't limited. have as much experience with gotcha system games as I do. Yeah, I've, and I've even only you recognize the one. that they suck. <laughs> Yeah, like you, the, the the experience you have with a gotcha system game is the best example of a gotcha system That's true. and how it's it should like be used. The most forgiving but like, one. <laughs> it is the it is such a bad game. Like I, oh my, it is so it is just sucks. It sucks, and it, I hate it. I hate the gotcha system with a passion. I've played gotcha games. I've never spent money on them, and I never will. And you're just at innately a disadvantage because RNGesus is having to be the one to determine whether or not you will be good or not. Yeah. Because at a certain, because unlike with Genshin, like you can make it through with the free to play players if you're just good. Yeah. If you understand them. But and with some of the most, most gotcha games, with mobile gotcha games, it doesn't matter how good you are, you're only going to get so far unless you happen to pull one of the S tier six, five star, you know, yeah. heroes. You're just it's, innately going to be capped. It's at ridiculous. Your progression. Um, but anyway, th- that's mine. I I don't like things that emulate mobile games in ways that they shouldn't. And frankly, nice. many things that emulate mobile games at all on other consoles. Yeah. It's just a bad idea. So for me, I'm going to start with my least favorite. So this trend isn't something technically that started this year, but this year kind of exacerbated it and also confirmed that it is going to be the path moving forward is the move to 70, 80 dollar games for AAA releases. Because mm. like Microsoft, I think Microsoft just last week, I think confirmed that moving forward, all the AAA titles will be 70 bucks. Ah. <sighs> Which means that deluxe editions and stuff are going to be well over a hundred, uh, and it's like this didn't start this year. Like last year, we started seeing a little bit, but this year it was like kind of the big push. Like yeah. Ragnarok was seventy at release. I think Elden Ring was seventy, wasn't it at release? I think so, and that just hurts. And it's like it just. I understand why, like inflation and all of that, but like, why can't we go back to the good old days where you pay twenty bucks and get a complete game <laughs> before DLC existed? Uh, like, or at least when bucks. DLC was fully optional you know yeah it was like here's a little extra this move to like i mean we we're gonna get to 2024 and like complete games are gonna be 100 bucks and it's like a hundred dollars for a game are you kidding me yeah and that's really gonna price out a lot of people who yeah you're gonna price people out who have to already spend hundreds of dollars just to get the 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 devices to play these games yeah and so it's like having 70 dollars for these games any new releases that come out 
It's just like, my goodness. It definitely feels kind of anti-consumer. I will say, though, that that might give an opportunity for indie games to continue growing. I hope so. Because they're usually sold for much, much less than AAA titles. Even when they can be of similar quality. So that that does go to show, like, hmm, maybe being a little greedy with your prices there, AAA producers. (laughs) However, my favorite trend plays into this in a better... It, like, goes against this in a better way. And Mm. my favorite trend is... The expansion of cloud gaming, specifically with Xbox Game Pass, with the PC version of it, because like they're they're expansive, like the complete Game Pass version. Because Court and, and Court talked about this earlier on the episode when we were talking about uh, Tesla and Steam, and how like it allows you to play Xbox games or Microsoft games, PC games, like on your phone, just streaming them. Hmm. So you just buy you buy the the Game Pass subscription and you have access to their hundreds of games. I mean, it may be up over, I don't know how many, but it's hundreds of games that like on your Xbox you would just download them, and on your PC I don't know if you download them or if you stream them. But then you're able to like stream it to your phone. I know that much. You can stream it to your phone because your phone you're not going to be downloading a hundred gig game onto your phone. That's not that. <laughs> so like you stream, and your phone's also not going to be powerful enough to play. You know, as we're talking like you know, some of these other games. So like this push yeah. for cloud gaming, I feel like these cloud, specifically with Microsoft, because I think Microsoft has the best version of it. I think I said that earlier. Mm-hmm. And that it's like, if cloud gaming can be perfected, I think it can offset the fact that these newer games are 80 bucks. Cause you're like, okay, I'm not going to pay 80 bucks for a new game, but I will pay, you know, I don't know how much, let me, how much is game pass? Well, you know, that might just be part of the strategy. Maybe they're part of the reason they're upping the price is to encourage people to buy the subscription it's ten, so model. It's ten, so it's $10 a month, which actually funny enough will come out to more than like, so it looks like, you know, $120 a year. However, you're getting more than a game. You're getting access to over a hundred games. Mm-hmm. Um, now I don't know how much some of the other like are, but I feel like you get more value out of that, and it's subscription based. So you can just do it for a month, ten bucks for a month, and you get access to a hundred games for a month yeah. that you can then play. So I feel like cloud gaming, the push, the further push for it. I mean, we saw like um, what companies said they were trying to get into it. It was uh, oh. Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, it was Netflix. Netflix is trying to get into it, and Microsoft is doing their Sony. I think is still playing around with it, but it's like I hope that cloud gaming actually works. As a concept, I know we talked about this on a couple episodes ago where it's like we were really skeptical if it's ever going to take off, but I hope it does because then you can help bring in a newer player base like this like price point of players that don't have the money to spend hundreds of dollars on a, a device that can actually physically run the game, mm-hmm. but can but have a smartphone and can pay $10, $15 a month to play games streamed to their phone. Yeah, and I mean like that's like a... a a movie streaming service subscription, you know? And yeah. instead of just sitting and watching the movie happen, you get to play the game. You get to play the game. <laughs> I feel so like as we good. get more and more consistent access to really strong internet, um, mm-hmm. that'll just... I mean, we, we said this earlier in the in the podcast when we were talking about, you know, streaming games, but as more and more people get really strong, really fast internet, which is just going to continue to happen this will become more and more viable. So I think you're right yeah. that this is this is a hopeful thing. This is a hopeful future, and this this year it kind of got pushed further on. So hopefully next year we get even more breakthroughs. Moving on, though, what... I mean, again, you you said you only started playing, like, a handful of new games this year. Yeah. So, like, out of those, which one did you say is, like, the craziest or the weirdest game you started playing? Barotrauma. 
<laughs> yeah, that seemed. I mean, yeah. I was looking at the trailers that are on Steam. The, the physics of the characters reminds me of Happy Wheels. <laughs> it, it, right? Right? You got the Happy Wheels character physics. But with a much more serious setting. <laughs> yeah, it's zombies on a sub. Zombies on a sub, monsters in the ocean, working your way through the deep, you know. That is a very, very <laughs> crazy and weird game. It is. My, the craziest game that I started playing this year is 4D Chess with Interdimensional Time Travel. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think any game that I've played this year can top the sheer insanity of that game. And we have oh, talked man. extensively about the mind-bending nature of this. With the reviews and everything. It is mm-hmm. far... I mean, it is about as strange of a game as you can get because <laughs> I will never understand how the game works. Oh, my goodness. Now, what about... What, the final one we talk about, what is your, your favorite gaming moment from this year? Whether it was a, something in a game that you played, something you experienced, <sighs> unrelated to, like, a game that you've played. Just, like, any any moment related to gaming, what is your favorite this year? Oh, that's tough. Um. My brain is immediately trying to think of like some great moments I had in Overwatch or like a really cool moment. I, I want to give some cool moments in Genshin, but those would be major story spoilers, so I can't do that. Nice. Um, I will say though that this uh, the the latest bits of of story in Genshin, the Sumeru story, is astounding, really cool, and kind of mm-hmm. interesting psychologically as well. Um. Okay, I have this. Uh, <laughs> This funny moment where um, this may not be the most interesting story, but I I, I thought if it, it was, was your favorite moment, go for it. All right, um, it's playing Overwatch, right? Okay, I get dropped in right before the game ends, but this time I'm on the winning side. Okay, <laughs> I, I hop in on the tank roll. I'm like, what the heck? I've never had this happen before. The payload is almost to the destination, right? So I just go over. I start fighting. I managed to somehow hack my way through the entire enemy team. Understand, it had been a near-complete team kill before I dropped in. It was me and one other guy. He dies shortly after I go in there. Somehow, I'm hacking my way through the enemy team, getting the payload to, like, centimeters of being finished before they kill me, and by that time, the rest of my team has spawned in, and they go and push it to the end. We win. This all happens in the span of maybe a minute less. And then someone comments in the the chat afterwards, tank diff, like, <laughs> we won because of our tank. And it just cracked me up. It was the funniest little idiosyncrasy. I don't know if that's the right, that's not the right word. It's the funniest little... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, syn- synchron? I'm missing the word. Wow. Usually I'm the vocab guy, uh, but I'm missing it this time. It was the funniest little thing like that, that just like this funny little accident. And it just cracked me up. And it's always stuck with me. Huh. Like, that was, like, the happiest accident I have had in gaming since the time I accidentally killed a spy disguised as one of my teammates in Team Fortress 2 just because he freaked me out by opening the door. <laughs> Little things. Because to me, as a veteran Overwatch player, a moment like that wouldn't even... I mean, it would be, like, a cool in the moment, but then two games later, I would completely forget that that even happened. Yeah. Well, I'm new, so it's interesting. The difference. The difference between <laughs> new Overwatch players and old Overwatch players. We're yeah. so, like, war-torn that we're all, like... Yay, CG go next. Because <laughs> for me, it'd be like I won the, I would have won the game anyway. You know, that moment would have been just kind of a throwaway cherry on top kind of mm-hmm. thing. That's funny. My favorite gaming moment of the year is also Overwatch related, and I this has already been mentioned on the podcast. But my experience of the Overwatch League playoffs that mm, is yeah. probably one of, is probably yeah. one of if not my favorite gaming moment ever. 
I think that that is the pinnacle of my experience in gaming. It's just like the culmination <laughs> of six years of playing Overwatch and Dude, four or five years of watching so the young, Overwatch though. League. <laughs> like so far, like that is the best experience I've ever had with mm. Overwatch with gaming is being able to go and see that event in person. Yeah, because it was so much fun. The energy level was crazy. The people I met, I mean, getting to meet all the players, having pizza with one of them for crying out loud. Yeah, that like was, those, that, that was those, a cool those story. two days at the beginning of November were some of the best days of my life. Those were so <laughs> much fun, and it was worth every dollar that I spent on getting there. Yeah, and I will one hundred percent be trying to do it next year. Do you think there's a, a standout moment of that experience as a whole? That uh, really um, that really takes. I mean, the cake probably for the, the events are um, as the event as a whole. It's kind of hard to pick like which moment was my favorite because unfortunately, like the Outlaws didn't win while I was there. Like they won in the playoffs, but they didn't win the two games that they played while I was there. Otherwise, like that would have been hype. But the grand my favorite moment, other than like the pizza with Poco and him being uh, drunk. <laughs> It was. I would say my favorite moment was the grand finals themselves because the thing with the Overwatch League and their grand finals is that other than season three, so season one, grand finals, it was a best of three, best of fives, which was a very strange format. The team that won only lost a single map. So they got 3-1, 3-0, it's over. Stomp. Wow. Season two, grand finals, first best of seven. The team that won 4 0 the other team. Stomp. Season three, we had a four-two. So it was, you know, four four the team that won won four maps and lost two. So it was like semi-close. Last season in 2021, the team that won four owed the other team. Mm. So like Overwatch League historically has had a history of the grand finals just being massive disappointments for one reason or another. This season we finally got all seven maps in the first of four series. All seven maps came down to the last map, almost the last team fight or two. Mm. where it was just super exciting. I mean, the teams were trading blows. It really felt like a grand finals of the two best teams in the league. And so that mm. whole three, four hour match as a, as a, as an event like that alone made the trip worth it. That match alone, it was so exciting and so much fun because like all the other matches that were there on the playoffs were kind of like hit or miss, but like that seven map full arena packed house, we were just having a time. <laughs> all of us there and that was probably the best moment of my favorite moment was that the seven map omega giga banger between the dallas fuel and san francisco shock nice in person in the anaheim blizzard you know anaheim convention center arena it was just so much fun yeah and i don't know if anything will ever top that experience i'm gonna be completely (laughs) honest in gaming yeah i mean i've always said that the best matches are the close ones the ones that really like have you on the edge of your seat, especially if you're the player, because it feels so much more dynamic. It's not a stomp, you know. It it, it sucks mm-hmm. to be stomped, and it's boring to stomp. Yeah, and you so know? watching watching a, a close series where they were trading blows with the MVP going up against like the best team, the best team in the league at that time, it was just so much fun. So those are ours. Court has phoned in, or texted <laughs> in. He wants us to to literally, literally just texted us. Mm-hmm. He wants like us right to, to cover his uh, some of his picks. So for Court, his favorite new game of the year is Ragnarok. I don't feel like there's no surprise. There any there. Qu- I could have, we could have guessed that. 
We could have guessed that. Yeah. Uh, the most game that he said was most disappointing that he started yeah, playing this year is actually the Skywalker Saga. Yeah, the new Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga. He says it was did, did fun, you, but it wasn't did, quite have, all there. Hmm. Do you have experience with that game? Did you play it at I all? I wish. It would probably be okay, on my list for this if, if I had played it because, well, not for disappointing, but for something. Because I, I, I want to play that game so bad, but no, nah, I don't have it. I want it. Because, I mean, I remember watching people play it, and it's like I felt like the little, they kind of went through and, like, removed some of what made the Lego games Lego games, like giving voice. Like, I know you can turn off the voiceovers, but it's like they turned the fun, simple Lego games into, like, an RPG with like button like combo button combos for melee combat i'm like no stop i want to just button mash just (laughs) mash my swing button on a lightsaber so i can i can i guess i understand that and he says he has two games for most wacky and then surprising games so his first one is my friend pedro that's on game pass he all he said is it's a funky game but holy cow it was so fun so if you know that game um i don't know put in the comments we don't have comments on these podcasts no we have we have email yeah, but we have an email, so email it to us or something. And then Court and also says, kill it with fire for a most wacky game, because it's a game where you, you kill, kill spiders, spiders with excessive force and very fun. Something tells me like you can burn your house down. <laughs> yeah, but it was worth it if you got the spider. Just saying. It's all worth it. You can't live in a house. There's spiders. I can't live in there. Give me out. Uh, Let me out. It, it, that really doesn't capture. I mean, how many times have you seen some meme about kill it with fire with a spider or just felt that in real life, you know? I, Anytime I, I, I watch a Captain Sparkles video when I was younger. <laughs> I relate to this game on a spiritual level, and I haven't even played it. <laughs> it's so much fun. Yeah. All right, well, any final words for our, our retrospective of 2022? Yeah, so like I said with uh, the Game Awards, there were some absolute disasters this year. Um, but, but, in spite of all that, there were a lot of really good games, really good game experiences, really good moments with developers. And like, if we just give our focus, our time, attention, and money uh, by purchasing these games to the people who did really well, the others will eventually be forced to follow suit. We have a lot of good things ahead and a lot of people doing a lot of really good stuff. And, and I think uh, something else that yeah. also needs to be kept in mind is that even though there have been some disa- there were disastrous games that were released this year, like the Scarlet and Violet as an example, I feel like everybody in the gaming community needs to remember and realize that it's not the developer's fault. Most yeah. in like ninety percent <laughs> of cases, when a game comes out and it's a buggy, glitchy, incomplete, incomplete mess, it's usually the corporate fault because mm-hmm. they're trying to rush these developers to complete something that shouldn't be completed in that time frame. And then everybody just piles on the developers when really they should pile on the parent company that is telling the, this developing, you know, these developers to get these, this game completed. So if a game yeah, comes out and it's unfinished, more. it's not the developer's fault. It's the corporate overlords that were forcing them to get this game finished. And I feel like of all years, this year more than any other has made that very clear. You know, it's, it's easier than ever to see that fact. Yeah. Yeah. So remember that, guys. Never hate the developers. It's not the developer's <laughs> fault. Usually. Usually. I'm usually sure there's occasional well. cases of that, but usually... I mean, there, as an Overwatch player, there are times, lots of times, where we really, the developers leave us scratching our heads with changes they make to heroes, because it, like, almost shows that, like, they don't understand some of the player base, or, like, the, the decision they make around balancing, because it's, like, when it comes to Overwatch, the corporate, like, Blizzard itself, the Blizzard president and stuff has no control, like, ha- doesn't care how these characters are balanced. Is the developer the developers 
are the ones that get the decisions on that. And so sometimes they make decisions. But like with the game as a whole, like I know people are upset with the battle pass and the pricing of the skins. I do not believe that the developers are the ones that sat down and went, you know what would be funny? What if we made one skin $20? <laughs> I highly doubt that the, yeah. Blizz- that the Overwatch development team were the ones that made that decision. They mm-hmm. probably have no control over the monetization of that game. So it's not their fault. Yeah. So... 2022 we move forward to 2023 uh esports i believe i have my one thing i don't think really much else happened yeah i didn't bring anything because it's it's pretty quiet right now i mean so the one thing i mentioned the one thing to mention is that rocket league has had had their first major for their 2022 2023 championship series so for anyone unfamiliar with how rocket league championship series works is every year they have a season and the the season's are made up of three qualifying majors which have regional qualifying events to make it to the major and then they use these majors to give regions and specific teams qualification points for the tournament so it's kind of weird so the way that the way that it 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 works is that there are 16 spots that are up for grabs for a for a region. I believe it's 16. Uh, make sure I can count. Yeah, there's 16 spots that are up for grabs. Mm. And there's nice going... Number. Yeah. And so the top eight automatically will qualify out of... They don't have to like go through a play-in bracket, I don't believe. So like they automatically... They don't have to go through a wild card or anything. They automatically will qualify to the group stage. And the way that the teams are determined, because there's regions... So, like, there are, like, four or five... How many regions are there? There's a lot. I'll just say that. So, there, there's a good number of regions for... Um, oh, here we go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There are seven regions. So, there's mm-hmm. North America, Oceania, South, South America, Middle, Middle, and North, Middle East and North Africa, Asia Pacific, Sub-Saharan Africa, and Europe. And the way that it's seeded is the top eight teams are seeded by region first. And the seeding of a region is determined by if, how many of those regions' teams won the majors. Hmm. So, like, the, the number one seed qualifying for championship would be, a, would be the top-rated seed from the top-seeded region. And the top-seeded region would be determined by who had the most first point, you know, how many, who had the most first point First place finishes, I guess, because you finish first and then your team will get 32 league, you know, championship points, you know, kind of thing. So it's kind of like funky. So there's like two, there's like two point systems in place. One to determine where your region will rank and one to determine where your team will rank inside of the region. Okay. So the majors are used to determine specifically uh, your region's place. It's kind of like, it's, it's interesting. It's an interesting set of like how... That goes, and then like their actual majors follow the Swiss system, which I believe is what the World Cup uses, isn't it? Um, I actually don't follow the World Cup, so I wouldn't. I don't know. remember. So yeah. it uses the Swiss system, <laughs> which is like a, a bunch of different sets of like group stages. It's kind of interesting. So they just had their mo- they just had their first one of the 2023 season in in Rotterdam, which I believe is in Amsterdam. Correct? No, Netherlands. Yeah, my dumb Netherlands. Sorry. So they had their fall major. It had 16 teams qualify from the various regions. I don't remember. Uh, so let's see. They had 
five North American teams. They had five European teams, two Oceania, two South America, and then one Middle East, and then one somewhere else. Where is that? Oh, Asia. So they just kind of had a various splattering of them. Uh, so they did like their Swiss tournament, et cetera, et cetera, and then they had their playoffs. So the the team that won was Genji Mobile Racing, which is a North American team. Nice. And they took down Moist Esports in the grand final 4-2. They kind of like <laughs> traded blows somewhat. Like the most of the maps were close outside of map one was a 3-1 for Moist, which was kind of a roll. And then like map, what is that, six? Map, no, map five was like a 4-1 four, four for Genji. Uh, wow. Genji okay. took it overall, so they got 32 qualification points for North America, and I believe they are currently the top, which I believe makes them now the current top seed for North America. Um, Not bad. So it's like kind of it, their their system is 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 interesting, but they are currently the top seeded in North America with 89 points because of the qualification events, the the regional qualification events leading up to the major are what give them the points in their seating within their region. So it's like, it's a, it's an interesting system. So Gen G one, which means North America has the top seed currently for worlds. And then Europe is at second with 24 South America, the top South America seed would be third currently. And then North America, second seed, Europe, second seed, then the North America three seed, the Europe three seed and the Europe four seed. That would be your top eight currently. If it were to finish today, but then they still have two more majors. They'll have one in the winter, which starts in April. Okay, that's not winter. Sorry, psionics. <laughs> that's not what winter is. That's not winter. And then their spring one will be in, I believe that's July, if I can count correctly. Ju- that's after the solstice. Yeah, I, 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 don't don't look at me. I don't make up the rules. I could have uh, even then, like justified the, June because the world, June is the world the solstice. Championship the world championship will be next August. So like their, their definition of fall, winter, spring is weird. It's a couple months off. Like, I'm sorry, psionics. I know you had your fall, winter, a fall major. You realize it's December, right? <laughs> you realize that your winter major is going to be in April, right? Oh man. You realize your spring major is in the middle of the summer. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wow. So they've they've got those going, and then for most other esports, they're kind of in their break. I know League will probably start up some of their stuff recently. Overwatch League is going to take a second because of all their various stuff, and Valorant as well. So I think Rocket League is the only one that had things going on. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's esports for the end of the year. So for us, I believe that's uh, that's it. Yeah. So we this is the last episode of the fall semester for season one we will be taking a what is that one two three four week break the entirety of you know the this this christmas break and then we will return the first week of classes of the winter semester so the first episode of season two will be released january 14th on a saturday as usual Mm -hmm. and we'll get season two up and running Look forward to season two. We're hopefully going to get cameras implemented. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) Yeah, barring some catastrophic failure on somebody's part. So hopefully we'll get some higher production quality there with just video. And then hopefully some added social media presence. Bring in another person to to handle that for us. So yeah. So excited for 2023. Yeah, get excited. We're going to be doing a lot of cool things. We have some big plans. 
Uh, none of which we're going to tell you right now. Just uh, take our word yeah, for it. Yeah, we're going to steal <laughs> the moon. <laughs> uh, we've, we've got some fun stuff lined up for next year. So stick around, and during the break, pester your friends and family with this podcast so that they get hooked on it the same way you have. Uh, Please. <laughs> spread the love. Spread Knights of the D-Pad. Um, spread nights of the deal. <laughs> it's not some gospel. Wait a minute. <laughs> no, but it's a good podcast. Mm-hmm. That's true. This much is true. This is true. All right. Um, I guess it's time for the outro, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's all. Alrighty. Well, as you guys probably know by now, Knights of the D-Pad is an official publication of the Daily Universe. We would like to give a special thanks to BYU Broadcasting for all the times they have let us use their fantastic studio. And another special thanks to Jason, our editor, for making the podcast sound so good and for a lot of the other great work he's done as a part of the team. Um, If you'd like to reach out with feedback, ideas for new episodes or topics, or just to say hello, you can shoot us an email at knightsofthedpadpodcast at gmail.com. Once again, that's knightsofthedpadpodcast at gmail.com. And yeah, I believe so. This is, uh, with that... Let's sign off for the first season of Knights of the D-Pad. This is going to be really short. My name is Kyle. And I'm Aiden. And on behalf of Ben, Court, (laughs) and Merlin, we thank you for listening for the last ten episodes for this season. And we look look forward to talking to you all again in January and hopefully you being able to see us regularly. And we... we, Nope. (laughs) Go ahead. Nope. Go ahead. All right. And we are the Knights of the D-Pad. See you next time in season two. In January. Yeah.